it is what's going to help you create better content. And better content is what matters. EEAT, experience, expertise, authoritativeness that leads to trustworthiness. It should come as no surprise that Ann and her talented team found in a boutique agency called Smarty Marketing, dedicated to helping others and tapping into their vast collective resource of knowledge. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is John Camp with Smarty Marketing. I'm the Client Engagement Manager. I'm here today with our one of my teammates, April Williamson. April? Uh, hi, I'm April. I'm uh, just Community Manager and Graphic Designer for Smarty Marketing. And today we're going to talk a lot about EEAT, a little bit about YMYL, and any other alphabet soup you want to throw in there, please <laughs> enter it in the chat box and uh, we'll read those questions out loud when we have the opportunity. The number one thing that people are talking about nowadays when they bring up EEAT, or at least in the, in the circles that I have been conversing in, is whether or not EEAT is actually a ranking factor. I think we, most everyone can agree it's not. But I think the greater response should be, it doesn't matter. Who cares? It is what's going to help you create better content. And better content is what matters. EEAT, experience, expertise, authoritativeness that leads to trustworthiness. These are all factors that Google has live eyes looking at. Their quality raters are looking at your site using the quality raters guidelines as a, a list uh, to follow to look at your site. So whether or not EEAT by itself is a ranking factor, and in some ways I think it may be, they may be working it into the algorithm. There's, there's no way of, for us to know, we can only speculate. But whether it is or isn't, it is still a good guideline to create good quality content and helpful content, quality content, Google is looking at, and that is a ranking factor. So when, uh, what is, well, you explain what EEAT stands for. Um, oh, why the extra E? Yeah, yeah, why did they add the extra E and when? And Certainly. Uh, a couple of years ago, they added the extra E. Uh, originally, the, the first E, the experience, if you read the quality raters guideline, it referred to uh, what goes into experience. And it's usually about your education and your background and your, your focal point of study or your focal point of uh, uh, your professionalism, your, your line of work. But there was also a section in there that said you can have experience if you are living the, the event, if you are a a consummate model airplane builder. You can speak with great authority, with great experience and expertise on that. But recently they broke it out and divided into two different sections where you can have experience. It better defines expertise. It just lays it out, makes things more black and white for those who are questioning, is this E or isn't it? Well, now we have a better answer for you. It's just more definitive, more fine-tuned. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And other like content creators in particular who should be more mindful of these principles? Like I when, think anyone who's creating yeah. content, everyone who's creating content right. should be mindful of these principles, especially in today's world with AI creating so much mm -hmm. oh, definitely. Re regurgitated content. I think fresh, new, authoritative content, helpful content is what Google's looking for. Right now, if you look in your search results, you're going to notice that it's not giving you the best answer every time. And I, 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 it's the pendulum just swinging back and forth. And it always has, well, as long as I've been in the industry, which is just over 10 years, there have been times when the algorithm seems, seems to be working. 
and being helpful to the user. And then there are times when it's not. Right now, the bulk of the time, it seems to be bringing in as much garbage as it does quality. But I think the pendulum is going to switch back and you wanna be ready for that. Create quality content, create signals that show your expertise. Give, put your authoritativeness up front. Your E, E, and A are gonna to lead to the T and the T is the trustworthy sites are the ones that are gonna be pushed to the top. That's one or another. Use everything you can, whether you're creating a blog post, whether you're creating a nice evergreen piece of helpful content, whether it's a sales page, create, create it with E, E, A, T in mind so that um, and using all the signals with, with the, the intent in mind, with the, the, the relevancy in mind, with the expertise of the um, author, using schema whenever possible. And of course, using same as schema, using person schema to tie it all together. The goal is to help Google build that knowledge graph. And by, by connecting all the dots, piecing the, the, the footprints together, they're going to uh, get a better idea of who is authoritative, who is trusted. So I guess like for an actionable example would be like enhancing your about page. Um, so like when creating content for the about page, is it a good idea to is it good practice to link to like authoritative sites, authoritative websites, such as like the university you attended or? Absolutely. I'm, I'm a firm believer in external linking when it's relevant. External linking for the point of external linking, don't bother. But if you are, and the About Us page is a great example of, of where where you can incorporate all the all the components of EEAT. It is your the face of your company. It is it is a page that's ranking more and more as your first results. But the About Us page is an opportunity to to showcase who you are, what makes you expert, what makes you trusted, what makes you authentic who you are. So it's an opportunity to tell your history, to, to show your, um, your experience, to show your, your, who you are based on where you've been, how you got to where you are. Why did you create this website? What was the motivation behind that? Why did that influence you? Why did you see a need for this helpful content to be on the web? Tell your story. And then if, if you have great leadership and multiple members of leaders, multiple contributors, list them. Give a little blurb about each one and maybe link to a bio page, each person having their own dedicated bio page. And on those bio pages, use person schema. Show Once again, you're showing Google where, you, where on the web you are, where on the web you have contributed, and it ties back and leads to who you are. So, And then it builds up to the entity of your brand. It builds up that because you as a contributor are contributing and being a participant on this brand. Definitely. So you're, you're telling more about the person, <clears throat> you're telling more about the, the, the company, you're telling more about your history, you're proving yourself to be trusted. And then you continue, you build it, build it on. Why did we create this? Who are we? And then you can create some additional trusted signals, have some testimonials down there, user generated. I, this is why I trust th this company. Smarty marketing is the best at this, aren't we all? But <laughs> it, it's a lot of the opportunities to, to really showcase your brand and have others showcase it for you. People are, I, in my opinion, and maybe it's just me because of the industry we're in, but I find myself gravitating to the About Us page more and more. Even when it's something I'm just working on a personal level, I just want to see who's behind the brand, what's going on there. And there are sometimes some telltale signs that say, I'm going to try another site. If I'm doing it, 
Uh, we talked about this on an earlier podcast. You are your own best resource. If you're doing it, so are others. Definitely. Always ask, like, um, see, ask yourself what kind of websites you're more likely to trust and try to create websites like that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. From, from, the, from the website creator and the content creator aspect, yeah. if something you like, you're going to say, I'm yeah, going to do that. <laughs> definitely. And I feel like um, even if, regardless of whether or not uh, how, how important EAT signals, EAT signals are in the algorithm, like I feel like it's going to be like just the, the principles of it, just having a human centric brand and, and highlighting the humans in your brand, highlighting the human the experience in your company is going to be extra important more and more as like AI like takes over search results or influences search results. Like being a human being is, is what's going to stand out. So I, I, I think that's been um, a conversation point in a lot of different posts as well. I think Danny Sullivan was uh, captured on X speaking to that as well um, about EEAT signals. They're not a ranking factor. They're not a ranking factor. However, it's a good guideline to create content. It definitely is for sure. And I, like, I notice that content that like, does have those principles like imbued in it, I'm more likely to read and more likely to trust and be interested in. So as a, as a web, as a content creator or as a user, as both? yeah, just both, just both, honestly. Um, like if I feel like it's written by a human being that is passionate about the subject, who understands the subject, I'm more likely to trust it and, and link to it in like the content that I write. So do you find yourself, once you find a trusted resource, a trusted website or person, content creator, do you find yourself looking for that person? Oh yeah, definitely. Like if I'm definitely, if I'm looking for content to share on social media, I'll, there's people who, there are definitely individuals who, I, who in my eyes have established, like they, they know what they're talking about and they're worth sharing. They're, so definitely. I, it's You want to be able to go into the search engines, ask about this person plus the topic you're looking for and find all of their results populated. I, I definitely do that um, for various social media clients. Like there's experts that I've, I've, learned about, I can't be specific, but, but there are definitely experts that I go to repeatedly because they, they, I can, I trust them. So that's, it is really important. People I gravitate to as well as someone who likes to, to hear more and fresh content about EEAT. There are those who have been following it ever since the quality raters guideline was first released to the public. And then there, there are those who have some great new insights after I am never having heard from them before, but I'm building up my own library of resources as well. But I think that also goes back to they have established their trustworthiness, their authoritativeness, their expertise and experience. Definitely, definitely. Um, one like one practical question that I I have is when I'm when I'm writing content myself, is is it beneficial to to link to authoritative websites? Like in Google's eyes, do you feel like? Like, oh, this content is like is linking to quality. Like, do you think that, that factors in? I think I think to a very small degree, but I do think it, it does. And if it's a, if it's an easy thing, like you're being helpful to the user, but you're also sending a signal to Google that you're connected in some way to an authoritative website. We you you hinted at it earlier when talking about the education websites uh, on your bio page or on your about us page. You're writing that you went to the University of Wisconsin, linked to the University of Wisconsin. If you if you studied under Dr. So and So, linked to Dr. So and So's page, it doesn't hurt. I, I we had a, a wonderful man that we were speaking with who had served in the military, 
and he linked to the U.S. Navy website on his bio page it's, and, and to the actual ship that he served on. It, it's great that you have this opportunity. It's helpful to the user, but it's also a great signal for Google. It might not be the most powerful signal, but when you put everything together, every little it's bit all, is going to help. Part of, the, part of the puzzle, definitely. I guess what it comes down to is just if, you, if you're trying to be genuinely helpful to the reader, you're going to want to provide genuinely helpful and respected sources. So I guess it all all comes down to just being helpful and EEAT plays into that really well. So there's no no harm in following following those practices. It might be easier to use AI. Uh, and I, AI, we've talked about it over and over again. It, it, it's like the hot topic of the year. But um, and I think most most people out there would agree that creating your outline and helping you being a, a resource is one thing, but creating your content it, people are starting to pick up on that. Uh, they're starting to be able to, to sniff out AI versus real, uh, whether it's AI generated to, and I, I don't understand why people do this at all, but on social media, they'll, they'll respond to a post with some AI created content. And, usually, and, and I don't understand why they do that, why they can't come up with 12 words of their own to compliment or to ask a question. But um, there are platforms now that are well, there's one in particular that we've talked about repeatedly. Reddit is looking for that authenticity. They are they're finding themselves at the top of search results as a website, and I think largely due because uh, to their authenticity. They're real people. They have a process of not allowing AI, and and I think Google's picked up on that, and other search engines have picked up on that, and have rewarded that that website with with higher ranking. Like I've witnessed Reddit perform exceptionally well in search results, especially with like a lot of our infographics. And it, pro it probably is because they have such a good BS meter and they filter out the poor, the poor quality or the, the regurgitated stuff or AI stuff. Like they're really exceptional at telling if something's not genuinely helpful or if there's like an ulterior motive behind it. Um, so yeah, and I feel like in a way Reddit has trained us in EEAT over time, just figuring out what works with them, kind of. They've been following EEAT this whole time and now they're starting to win. <laughs> and they've trained us without knowing to create content that that's really effective with in that regard. So it's just, it's just it, may, it does make me really happy to see that like authenticity is being rewarded now. And that's, once again, the pendulum switching back and forth. You know, Reddit wasn't necessarily seen as a resource at one time, except to people who were looking for a specific answer. Now, now it's starting, to, they're starting to see it. And I, I, I don't use Reddit very much. This is certainly in your wheelhouse, but I am seeing it in response to queries that I never would have expected to see Reddit in the top above the fold. And it, it, it blows my mind. It's, it's encouraging. It's, it makes me want to go on there more and ask, ask, direct questions in, in the right subreddits because it just has it has experts naturally built into it and i think that's part i think google kind of rewards that in a way naturally or historically i mean they have been working on that for years and and those experts have been contributing for years the whole system rewards um expertise and authority and experience the whole, the whole voting system of Reddit just naturally rewards that kind of thing. So it all comes together. Um, we have a question. 
in the chat. Okay, how can I build myself up better as a freelancer in regards to EEAT? It's along the same lines as uh, what you would do for an About Us page, but just on a, on a grander scale. If you are trying to improve your uh, showcase, your EEAT, become a more trusted person as a freelancer, of course, I'm, I'm hoping you have your own website. Create your own website, put yourself out there, create content for your homepage and for your About Us page that speaks to you speaks to your credentials, why you are better than the other freelancers that are out there in your field. Create authentic quality content, create a schema code to go on each of these pages, your homepage, your about us page, your bio page. Use uh, breadcrumbs if you have a larger site, please use breadcrumb schema. But also link to all of your other accounts, link to your social media accounts, whether it's Twitter or X or Facebook or Reddit, um, and then also, uh, any, you know, link your website to any, any time you've been interviewed, anytime someone has referred to the work you've done in a positive light, quote them, link to the, the, to the, to the website that did interview you or that you were seen on, uh, put yourself anywhere that you may have been found on the internet, have that on your website, have it on your about us page, have it on your homepage, uh, mix it up. Present it in different ways. Don't make a duplicate. Don't just copy and paste the, the About Us page right to your homepage, but send out all of the right signals that this is who you are. And recently, because of my conversations with April and with Ann Smarty, I have become a huge fan of create a branded Reddit, Reddit account and then contribute to certain subreddits that are looking to hear from your expertise. Contribute answers when people are asking questions. Present topics of great value and contribute to those conversations. But use Reddit as a resource to build your brand. But be real. Be authentic. Start, start the right way and continue the right way. And I think you will establish yourself as a, a trusted freelancer, a trusted website about you and who you are. A April, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I was just going to ask, uh, what do you, what is um, breadcrumb, breadcrumbing oh. schema? Uh, just, uh, it's a way of, of um, tracking from one page to the next, how you got to the end results page. It'll, it'll have a little code at the top that says, I went from this page to this category page to this topic page. Yes, it's a navigation, uh, it's a navigation tool. So speaking of about pages, like other, is it beneficial to have like an employee pictures on your about page or like a picture of yourself? I recommend everybody on their website and particularly on their, their about us page. It's, it's not so much, well, I guess to a degree it is about the person having a picture of a person on the site, but it's having the candid pictures, um, not having stock images of a brick building, but, um, of an office space, uh, of an employee, something, once again, you're showing authenticity, you're showing who you are. We are real. We are not manufactured. I'm not one lone person. Uh, working out of my desk in my home, pretending to be an office of 50 to 85 employees. Instead, I am, here's my workspace. Here are the people I work with. Uh, this is our goal. This is our collective target. This is what we're going for. And this is why we take pride in what we do. It's just, once again, the pictures are just another signal to, to send to the, the user of the website. Of course, Using, using the right text and, and everything, you're going to send signals to Google as well, but you just want to convey how real you are at every level. And that's a great point. 
that authentic real pictures showing pictures of your employees not just of your 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 sidewalk sign out saying who you are but th this is who makes up our company i think that is critical i think that is important i'm just wondering now if like it would be beneficial for websites to um post like for example like our clients uh, get links from on the for our infographics on significant websites i'm wondering if it'd be like beneficial for them to have a page that's like here or where all of our infographics have been featured like i wonder if that would just had this idea let me let me rephrase that instead of absolutely i can't fathom a situation where that would be a negative signal i i you know i've been featured in in new york times I can't see how Google would think, see that as spam, especially if you truly had been. Uh, and the same thing, it, it goes right back to what we were talking, uh, speaking about for that, that freelancer question. Um, you're building up your authority. Where, where, why am I authoritative? Well, this trusted resource trusts me. So should you. So are the, so you think that he should have like a, uh, a page that has all the links that he's created, like all the articles that he's created? Unless he has some kind of client confidentiality clause, absolutely. There should be some way where he could say, I have um, worked with these companies closely. I have worked with this person closely. Uh, I have been featured here, here, and here. Uh, at the very least, you can mention um, vague stats, if they're, as long as they're true. Vague stats like I have been featured on 18 Fortune 500 company websites or something along those lines that just lends to you that that's a great way that's building up trustworthiness i'd put that right above the testimonials and let people see it and then once again never hurts to have an external link pointing to that site as well yeah definitely well i hope that helps hope that helped him see sean <laughs> and that's a, that's a wonderful thing about it is, is it's all about being helpful and, and right, right down the line and if you have that mindset going in that i'm trying to contribute uh, and I, I hate to be the guy who says, he, you know, saying things and that sounds like I'm drinking the Kool-Aid from Google, but it's about creating quality content that people want to link to. It's about creating quality content that people want to share. It's, uh, it's about making the web a better place by contributing non-garbage. It's... Zishan said, thank you, sir. Oh. He, under he understands it all. <laughs> well... Do you have any other questions? Um, let me see what I wrote, if I wrote down anything else. I think we addressed everything. Outstanding. At some point, I'd like to get uh, more in detail and and hear more about how Reddit is, is improving. You had a great, great podcast on that earlier. If you haven't, if you're interested in that, you can probably find that on our library at smarty.marketing. And keep in mind, we do have, I believe, um, X space chat tomorrow at noon Eastern time. And Smarty will be hosting that herself. And uh, please, please contribute any thoughts you have in the comments, and we'll try to address them as quickly as possible. Thank you very much for your time today. I hope we were able to help some people, and I hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Don't miss out on her live sessions on LinkedIn every Wednesday, where she'll take you to the thrilling journey into the world of SEO and marketing. Then join her, the team, and others in discussing the podcast in the community of like-minded professionals such as yourself. Ask questions and possibly even be featured on a 
future podcast. You never know when Anne is at the helm with this Smarty Live phenomenon. This podcast was mastered by Seaside Records Studios out of Los Angeles, California. One of the Michael and Debra Anderson.